Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by TheRinger.com. Tate, the people are saying that this is the deadest period of the sports calendar. Um, those people did not go to the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles, Anaheim of Angels mm. of Los Angeles at Anaheim. I don't know what their official name is anymore. They did not go to that baseball game. Angels in the outfield. Yes. Stick with that. They did not go to the game last night that I went to and witnessed Albert Pujols, a 39-year-old Albert Pujols, turn into Ricky Henderson. And just like, he was he was a maniac on the base paths last night. I know you didn't watch. Did you watch the game? Oh, of course oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I loved that game. It was a great Dude, game. Dude, Albert Pujols had like, he first of all, he hit a, he hit a, a, a double, which he, he a stand-up double, which was <laughs> I insane. I thought you were going to say, him. which he has not done in he's four not, seasons. He's done it forever. He does yeah. not run. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, he he was on he tagged up from third base on a on a fly to right field. And then later in the game he scores on like a bobble. He he's going to third. And then there's like a bobble at second base. And he he sees this window of opportunity and he just books it home and and barely beats the throw. He actually doesn't beat the throw. He just like slides under the tag or something. Um, it's hilarious to watch this man run. And I just wanted to point that out. So people are just saying there's nothing going on in sports. Go watch Albert Pujols run. And, <laughs> and then think about the fact that Albert Pujols is one year older than Roger Federer. <laughs> <laughs> really? God. Wow. Uh, yeah, Wimbledon happened. Um, um, Russell Westbrook to the Rockets is going on. Uh, I saw, uh, and in not sports news, I saw Allison Herman wrote an article on the Ringer about uh, the the golden age of cord cutting is coming to an end. Tate, uh, you're a cord cutter yourself, right? Or no, no. you still have Kate. Kyle, Man, you're oh, a cord. One hundred percent got no. Kyle, cards. you're an everything cutter, aren't you? Yeah. Just yeah. Um, Basically, the premise is that uh, all these stupid one-off streaming services, there's too many of them, and we're now back in the position where we're paying too much money for content. And mm-hmm. uh, my billion-dollar idea is Tinder, but for people who have logins to different streaming services where you can like match. You can be like, I'm a Netflix guy. I'm looking for a Hulu, an, a Hulu person mm-hmm. that I can match NBC with. NBC bullshit yes. so I can watch The Office in 2021. And we can share our passwords together. And then, yeah, that's my idea for a dating app. Nice. It's just it's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah. And you build Probably your network. Probably get shut down pretty fast, but yeah, that's a good idea. Probably. So, uh, but yeah, go read Allison Herman's thing. Go read uh, uh, Kyle. If you're in charge of the Ringer.com, what would you want to write about right now? What do you want to see? What's going on in your world? Give the people a peek of like the Kyle Crichton pop culture. Well, um, honestly, I just need to bring awareness to the the electric scooter community. It's not safe. It's Kyle, not safe, folks. Kyle rode the scooter. What was what was this last week? Yeah, I think it was it was whatever we did the Maui thing because I had like it blood. was Friday. I had like blood and ripped clothes. Or it was Thursday. <laughs> yeah, it was on 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 Thursday or something like that. Yeah. Um, last week you you crashed. You want to tell the story? That's it. You just crashed. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, you know, you know. Generally, if you're like a large man, some things, some things are off limits for you. And I just, I refuse to to say that the scooters were off limits for me. And uh, they should widen the base of the scooter, right? That's what you're sure. saying. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. What I mean, scooter so was it? The deal. it? Throw was, the brain it wasn't on the, the scooter. bus. It was, it was the the wheels. And uh, okay. I, I checked the box. I'm over the weight limit. There's no recourse for me. But I knew, <laughs> I knew that it was the steering column was a little loose. And apparently, there's people going around doing this, just like. Because they want to watch the world burn. Oh, uh, and I'm not saying that's what happened teens. to me. It's yeah. the teens. It's the teens. Yeah. It's the homeless. I don't know what it is. It's Ben Simmons. <laughs> it's Ben Simmons. <laughs> that's right. And, Fuck uh, you, Kyle. <laughs> it's either rich 13 year olds or homeless people in Hollywood. There's no in between. What's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the steering column was loose, and I made it about three quarters of the way in, and uh, it just kind of dismantled itself while I was on it, and I just I hit the ground, broke my finger, a couple of scrapes and bruises. But. Did you have both hands on the actual steering? Oh, yeah. What, I'm not uh, a maniac? I just, no, I imagine you, like, jeweling, and then they're just, like, <laughs> oh, taking Jesus. a sharp turn. <laughs> Can't afford the jewel anymore. Back on the cigarettes. <laughs>
That would be hilarious if Kyle actually like wrote an article for the Ringer, like the death of, down with wheel scooters. Um, all right, well, thoughts and prayers to Kyle. We hope you feel better. Uh, also, Kyle, you, Kyle mentioned it. Uh, Tate and I did the the Maui Invitational reveal. Go check that out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's thirty minutes of us making shitty jokes about all the teams in Maui. Um, we had our big scoop, Tate, and and. Thankfully, I was really worried that Rothstein was going to find out that we had a scoop and then call the Maui people and scoop our scoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank you, John. You did not do that. And thank you, Jeff Goodman. And thank you, Gary Parrish and all you other scoopers out there. You let us have our scoop. We revealed the Maui Invitational bracket. And um, The yeah. funniest part of it all is that all those teams had to watch us basically make yeah. fun of them to their face while we announced their bracket. The funny, uh, so that was interesting. The funniest part of all was Dane Fife, uh, who's an assistant coach at Michigan State and is surely listening to this right now, um, called me. <laughs> after it happened I've never talked to him before uh, he got my number and called me and uh, basically scolded me for um, not saying things about Michigan State that I should have said <laughs> he's like why would you not mention this, this, this? <laughs> it wasn't that bad I'm, I'm uh, you're like coach I had to coach. mention that you guys fake injuries yeah. that was that was way more important sorry about that no it was fun uh, I, I had a fun talk with him and then I, I basically just kissed his ass and said like I, I loved you and um, yeah we're gonna have him on the podcast I, I loved watching you at India and all this stuff we're gonna have him on so anyway enough with the uh, the long ass intro what are we talking about today Tate? we're gonna talk about the NCAA's first corruption case mm-hmm. and it goes to drum roll please <laughs> the only team it could possibly go to pack nine <laughs> pack five the wolf pack of North Carolina State they go down first Dennis Smith Jr., Junior Smith himself, uh-huh. uh, involved, implicated. Mark Gottfried, pleased that he was uh, not put in for illicit payments officially. Mm-hmm. So very pleased about that, but also involved in the case. So we got a lot to talk about as we, far as, uh, is this a big school? We, yeah, that's, I don't that's know. We're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna break it all down. Uh, we also are going to have Kevin Clark on the program. Um, Kevin Clark, so basically what's happening at Ringer HQ right now is mm-hmm. football season's coming around the corner. Kevin Clark is getting just all hot and bothered by this, mm-hmm. and he is wedging his way onto every podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network right now. Um, and so much so included. that he's willing to go interview college yeah. athletes at Gatorade events just so that he can come on this podcast yes. and discuss what they're talking about. So, so thank you, Kevin. After begging us for like five straight days, uh, we were like, what could you possibly talk about? He's like, I talked to James Wiseman. We're like, mm-hmm. done. That's perfect. So uh, Kevin Clark interviewed James Wiseman, and he's going to talk about that. And um, that's really it. That's that, We just wanted an excuse to have Clark on, and and we're going we're gonna to talk to him about that and about Penny in general because he's a big Magic fan and about Miami and all this other shit. So uh, we're going to do that. We are, as you said, going to talk about NC State and there are a handful of other things. Some summer league wrap up we got to get to. All of that and more. But first, Jimmy Valvano. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, it is Tuesday morning here in Los Angeles, California. Um, I, I meant to mention this at the top of the show, at the, uh, the intro we were doing, but it was already like nine minutes long. So actually, was it actually nine minutes long? Yeah, close to the start. I went to saw Toy Story, uh, Toy Story 4, I was a few weeks late. Um, I just want to say, this new movie they have coming out about the dog, uh, I, I, the only time I cried in Toy Story was during the trailer. There's this trailer of a, a guy who has a golden retriever. And then it said, like, from the, the people who gave you Marley and me. <laughs> and I was crying. And I just wanted to get on record. Fuck that movie. I just want to get out ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Fuck that movie. Whatever that movie is. I don't remember the title of it. Um, the 30-second trailer made me cry. Uh, fuck you. That's just, I just want to say whoever created that movie, I hate you. 
And um, it's about a, it's about a guy who has a golden retriever. He gets it as a puppy, and then he watches it grow. And then like I'm guessing the dog fucking dies in the end, and then we all cry. Just I I no hard pass. Toy just, Story was cool though. Yeah. Toy Story is a good movie, but uh, yeah, I, I I was very triggered by that. So, so we should have had a Toy Story four, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. All yes. right. Good. Anyway, I, don't, uh, I haven't seen it yet. Um. All right. Let's talk about North Carolina State. This is uh. This <laughs> is um. This is something, Tate. So the as you said, the the we, we get the news. What was this a month ago? Uh, from the NCAA, they say that we have six schools that we're going after. We have six six notice of allegations that are going to come this summer. Two of them are going to come to high profile programs by early July. Uh, and you and I had some fun with that. Like, who could the high-profile programs possibly be? Are they talking about Arizona and Louisville? That's great news for those. For Great news for Arizona. You're a high-profile program now. You're blue blood. You made it. Uh, we, we were throwing out our, our guesses as to who it could possibly be. And the most obvious answer was sitting in front of us the whole time <laughs> that it always had to be NC or State. Or was it? it? It had to be NC State, and I'm going to tell you why. Because NC State fans, as we know, Pack Pride is the greatest – forum on the internet mm-hmm. uh there is not a more insecure fan base and rightfully so when you when you live in the shadow of duke and carolina um th- these people are are just rabid they're foaming at the mouth at all times they don't get the respect they deserve their people are going to lose their minds tweeting at me that for saying all this stuff right now uh, and feed into exactly what i'm saying um and and you have carolina who has the academic scandal and gets off <laughs> away with it whether you think they should have been punished or not Tate your school for 30 years uh had an academic shit going on and for all intents and purposes did not really get punished for it um I I, I side with you in the sense we're sorry like, for teaching yes. African-American history to our students <laughs> listen we're I really side, sorry I side with you in that like we it, understand that's not allowed it was definitely a hazy case we've talked about it a million times like it's it, it was it would set a weird precedent if they I, I you know we don't need we don't need to rehash that but at this at the end of the day you got away with shit for thirty years, and that's that's pretty wild. Um, and then you point to Durham, to Durham, and you have the biggest bag droppers in the history of the sport. Yes, that we've ever seen. Nike University, the, the most flagrant bag dropping of all time. Like even mm-hmm. Sean Miller's like, God damn, Mike, calm down. That's crazy what you're doing over there. Uh, you have that going on, and then shut up, Sean. Nothing has ever happened with Duke. Nothing happened with North Carolina, and of course, for forty thousand dollar payment to Dennis Smith. And a bunch of free tickets. NC State is going down. And none of the people involved in this, that's the other point we need to make. I want to make this off the top. The athletic director at the time is mm-hmm. gone. Debbie Yeah. Debbie Yes. The head coach at the time, Mark Gottfried at Cal State Northridge now. The player involved, the, the key player, Dennis Smith. On the New York Knicks. On the New York Knicks. Uh, the assistant coach, Orlando Early, is, is a scout for the Grizzlies, I believe now. Mm-hmm. He's no longer at NC State. Nobody that was involved in any of this is at NC State, and yet bring the hammer. <laughs> the hammer is coming. I, I, th- this is uh, this this is the Darren Rovell tweet. In that I, I feel bad for NC State fans, but this is tremendous content. That's this is a this is my only thought on this whole thing. Is like, man, I feel bad, but this is this is good content. It is <laughs> what everyone at NC State dreaded would ever happen in the sense that, like you said, there were so many years of North Carolina. It has the NCAA on campus. The News and Observer is covering all this. We're talking about North Carolina, how much they cheat. This is what, you know, it's UNC cheat. That's what NC State fans say. That's what the chapel, that's what the CH stands for to them. For so many years, that's going on. So then when this finally comes out in September of 2017, and it says we got 10 Adidas executives involved, four of them are assistant coaches, NC State is involved. The player that is involved is Dennis Smith Jr., a guy that 
I remember when he was coming up the ranks, everyone was like, Dennis Smith Jr. loves North Carolina. Mm -hmm. He wants to play at North Carolina. He was not offered first. They offered Seventh Woods. We've talked about this before. Seventh Woods goes to Carolina. Dennis Smith Jr. goes to NC State, despite a lot of people thinking that he would not go to NC State because, mm -hmm. again, there was a there was really no connection or reason why he would go there. Apparently, he didn't like <laughs> NC State. So anyways, he goes to NC State. Uh, and then it comes out the $40,000 is involved. Uh, we got the tickets, which I think is a little bit uh, ridiculous. Sure? That, that Giving tickets to North Carolina State basketball games is, is that a, a violation. Yeah. Come on. Is that a benefit? I that mean, should go the other way. It should be like, we've already paid our punishment. We made our family go watch North Carolina State basketball. That's Isn't that... Doesn't that negate the $40,000 payment? That's a pretty good even one-to-one, -one, you know what I mean? So we're, we're looking at that, and then, it, you know, a lot of people have pointed out the fact that he had to get surgery, Dennis did, and he did it, you know, at NC State, had his trainer going up there. So a lot of people think that the payment was for the surgery. Oh, there, there's yeah, a lot of little, yeah. and this is all in packed pride, so I'm taking it as pure fact. <laughs> this is fact. Uh, and I'm reading all this sort of stuff. And again, like you said, you do feel a little bit bad because— they got nothing out of this. You know nothing. what I mean? Dude. They, they, they got a dunk at the buzzer against Duke and Cameron <laughs> Indoor. That didn't even count. I'm glad you brought this up because this is the Raleigh. It's the Raleigh News and Observer, right? Yes. That's the, well, it's just the News and Observer. Oh, it's just called the News and Observer, but it's out of it, Raleigh. It's in Raleigh. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Semantics. Uh, the, the News and Observer article on this, the, the start of this article was, I, I had to stop reading after the first two <laughs> sentences because I was laughing so hard. Get ready for this, folks. NC, here's how the article starts. NC State won four ACC basketball games in Dennis Smith Jr.'s loan season with the Wolfpack. The university released a notice of allegations from the NCAA on Wednesday with the same number of violations connected to Smith and his brief but tumultuous tenure. <laughs> That's how they started the article. I was like, the, he won four games and got four violations. And here's some more details on what's going on. You're like, God damn. And we, we that's really all that needs to be said is like you won four this is this is these are our favorite bag dropping cases this is like why Sean Miller is so fascinating to us is because the man has gone to zero final fours and is caught up in is he, he's set he's second basically only to uh, coach K and and because uh, Cal Cal has even fallen off like Penny like it's it's K it's it's Sean Miller and then it's like Penny and Cal and and all these other and Jeff Capel are now trying to to get on that level but that's what makes it so hilarious is that anytime all these bags are being dropped, last year made it funny. Duke did not go to the Final Four, and they had the top three recruits in the country. Anytime we get these cases, it's, it's fantastic. Because let me remind you, Tate, the last four national champions, Virginia, Villanova, North Carolina, Villanova, all, all four programs that don't, do, don't play this game. So the fact that like th these are the stories of college basketball where like, the other programs are winning the national titles, it's, it's so great. Because as we've learned over the years is that winning the recruiting war is almost a separate national title, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's what Penny's playing right now, and it's what we've seen Cal do back in the day. Uh, Coach K is obviously doing the same thing. So North Carolina State and Mark Gottfried said, you know what? I went in on that. We're going to yeah. get in the game. You yeah. know what I mean? This is what it is. Uh, we're going to do this. We're going to get Dennis Smith Jr. And then it led to them losing 107-56 to 56 in the Dean Dome <laughs> and the biggest blowout <laughs> in North Carolina, North Carolina <laughs> State history. I mean, it was the... It's the strangest of things because there have been moments like that over the years with NC State, whether it was C.J. Leslie coming to NC State, uh -huh. the hype was up. We're going up. It's about mm -hmm. to happen. This is John Wall's running mate. We're going to make something happen. And it's gone. Uh -huh. Same thing. I mean, J.J. Hickson's there. Everyone's really pumped about that. We're, we're going to have this moment with J.J. Hickson. Even when Ingen Atzer and all these guys were there, there, there seemed to be— What was the T.J. Warren year where they went to—what the, they— 
did they go to the Sweet 16 the year before, and then they came back? And That's they when like, they, they beat Villanova, right? That, yeah. that was the year? Yeah. 2015? Then, yeah, maybe? yeah. They beat Villanova as the eighth seed in the second round. Yeah. And then they, they basically brought the whole team back. Or they brought, like, a lot of guys back. And then they were, like, seventh in the country preseason. And everyone at the time was like, Villanova will never get over the hump. They lost yeah. to, NC, to measly yeah. NC State. And then... Boom! Next year, they win the national championship. Did that, so, did that game change everything? Well, let's let's go back in time. Like, That's a watershed moment. Remember as they say. that game being played and the reactions from that game, where you're like, "Man, Villanova's program is dead. NC State is on the rise with Mark Godfrey. Sell all your Jay Wright stock right now and invest in Mark Godfrey." Is what people said after that game. And I guess that's a reminder that don't buy into the NCAA tournament quite as much with the narrative quite as much especially with second round yeah. losses because yeah. you know as we saw the next year Wisconsin beats Villanova if they won it in 2016 and then come yeah. back the next year and they win the title so it all works out in the end but anyways back to NC State I have to point this out uh you know coach Gottfried is obviously involved in this at some level he's got no the he's al- not he's got the no al- he's not <laughs> no he's not his lawyer take it back Kyle Kyle we edit that out CSUN, take right? that out yeah strike that from the record uh his lawyer Scott Tomset. I guess is what his name is. Uh, he said, while we disagree with the enforcement staff's position on Coach Gottfried, that he did not adequately adequately monitor certain aspects of the program, we are pleased, <laughs> and I love this word, we are pleased the NCAA agrees that he was not involved in any illicit payments. At all. It's a great spin. At all. It's, it's just calling all the attention to the part that, uh, like, he just added. He it's might just as well the just, greatest however you can have. He you might know? as well just kept going. He'd be like, we're also pleased that if you noticed, uh, they did say he did not murder anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not he did not commit any uh, arson as well. Uh, let's focus on that, folks. Yes, I don't know why we, we're we should point about- out that we, we heard in the trial that they expected more murders in college basketball. <laughs> and Coach Godfrey did not commit zero any murders. capital crimes. Okay? None. Not one. Why is everyone talking about what he did do when we could be talking about? You're, you're talking about the one crime he did. <laughs> what's the What's the one joke? It's like you build ten million bridges and no one ever calls you a bridge builder, but you fuck one goat and they call you a goat. <laughs> fuck. How do I feel about this? That's what the lawyers up yeah. there saying. He's I've like, never heard that. oh, you never heard awesome. that. <laughs> That's basically his lawyer stance. Is like. He, okay, so he yes, he did not monitor. I will give you that. But why are we not focusing on all the shit he didn't do? <laughs> so are you saying that Mark Godfrey's a go fucker? <laughs> <laughs> That's all we can take away from this. And uh, and honestly, it checks out because you know, <laughs> fool me once at Alabama. Okay, fool me twice at NC State. You're a go fucker. And uh, here we are, Mark Godfrey. Mark Godfrey, come on the pod and discuss. <laughs> <laughs> I, Discuss your go fuckery <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I also got a nice uh, Dave Ritpath uh, is another guy that came involved in this, and he's an associate professor at Ohio University. And his quote is awesome. Uh, one, he says, I'm still very skeptical of Mark Gottfried, uh, as we all are. He said, Mark Gottfried, he's not a big fish. He's a go fucker. Uh, <laughs> And then he said he's not going to be a, to, going to a big time job anytime soon. Sean Miller, that's a whole different story. So again, even in the Mark Godfrey NC State news, it is still a stepping stone to get where we want to go, which is the big schools. Who is going to get hammered? And I think that's the most disappointing part of all the NC State stuff. I thought when this story came out, everyone was going to go, "Yes." This is it. Yeah. We got one of the big two. But instead, everyone, there was confusion. Uh, no one knew if this is one of the big ones, where we're at. 
And uh, yeah, that's what it we has are. started. Uh, this is the first <laughs> school that has, and it had to be. It had to be NC State. It always had to be NC State. Yes. I don't know why. I, did, I, I didn't realize it at the time. But as soon as I saw the news break, I was like, no shit. It was always NC State. This makes the most sense. Um, I really do feel bad for NC State fans. I really do. Because Kevin Keats is a winner. We know this. Uh, they had a good thing going this, this season before um, the wheel sort of fell off a little bit for him. But uh, I, I'm, I'm excited about the direction I was. <laughs> I was decided about the direction of NC State before this all before this hammer comes out. Hopefully, hopefully it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I will say this. Like, the penalties are not going to come for a while. They're going to appeal. They hired North Carolina's mm-hmm. law firm, which would be hilarious if, again— I gotta, I gotta calm down with this because I feel like NC State fans are gonna want to kill us. It's, it's just objectively funny. I don't know. I'm, I don't know how else to explain it. It just is. Um, well, they're not gonna read be, it. They, yeah, they don't true. believe any of this. It would this be, is all it would be up. hilarious if like North Carolina's lawyers are suddenly incompetent and like can't get NC State. You know, like they hire them to, and, and they're it's like, it's kind of a bold uh, move if yeah, you're NC State yeah. because you are the ones flinging the shit at these guys. Yeah, oh, now you're doing the North Carolina them. stuff, and now you're bringing them in. Yeah. Like they may just mail it in. Yeah, you know what I mean, they already had their payday. Yeah, exactly. That they're now complacent. They're like a they're like a, a band like a a band on their second album. Like they, they come out with their Wayne, album. They come out with like, their Weinstein report or whatever it is, yeah. and it's uh, written in Cosmic Sands, and it's just like we did not do it. I promise. <laughs> Signed Debbie Al. That's what we really wanted for this. I wish Debbie Al was still there because her Twitter back in the day. I mean, she would mm-hmm. go right at people, and uh, she basically tweets exactly like Trump. So she would have really had a problem with all this. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't have that. And then it came out, uh, this other guy, Endelman, said uh, he was unsurprised the NCAA came so hard uh, on NC State as opposed to UNC. And that this is really going to hurt NC State fans. He yeah. said NC State is probably not seen as nearly as powerful, useful, or important as the University of North Carolina. Mm. Mm. That's tough. Who said that? Was that you? Uh, that, was was Mark, that? that was Mark Godfrey. <laughs> Mark Godfrey. <laughs> um. Just logged into Pack Pride. Uh, uh, I mean, we could break down like why. I know there's no point. I don't want to do that. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's more fun to just we don't we don't need to explain. I think Kevin Keats is going to be okay, they're, and they're I think I think everything's going to be all right because, like you said, no one that committed these crimes happens still to be in Raleigh right now. And yes. the stakes, like even the stakes of what it was, isn't even that forty thousand dollars is not that much. Like we said, free. It was basically forty thousand dollars in free tickets mm-hmm. is what we're talking about here. So it's not. It's not even getting into the six figures of some of the payments that are getting thrown around. And Again, the, Nas Reed yeah, allegedly was paid three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, um, DeAndre Ayton was not paid a hundred thousand mm. dollars. Definitely not. He was. Yeah, he uh, just loves Arizona. He loved Arizona so much. Um, what what else did I have here on 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 the notes? Oh oh, I wanted to point this out that the Jim Herrick. Uh, th- there was this <laughs> nugget that Gottfried allowed a former colleague to accompany him to an evaluation of Smith in Fayetteville in September 2014. That was one of the violations that Gottfried was caught up in, mm-hmm. was uh, when he was recruiting Dennis Smith. He basically brought along Jim Herrick to watch Dennis Smith. Jim Herrick was not working for NC State. Like, this was somehow a violation. Um, Jim Herrick is now on Gottfried's staff at Cal State Northridge. Jim State Herrick Northridge, also has, let, let's say, a bit of a checkered past as far as— You could say that. Yeah. You could probably say that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but he's on staff at Northridge, and Northridge is basically just like covering their eyes and ears, and nah, 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 nah. We can't hear you. We can't see you. Nah, nah. The and, best uh, case scenario for all this again is if Mark Godfrey got hired by UCLA. That's all we wanted. That's all we've ever wanted. And this was all playing out because it would be and perfect. We want Godfrey to get hired by UCLA and come on the podcast to address the goat fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Mark. Um, anything else before we get to Kevin Clark? 
No, just one last word. I mean, NC State has won two national championships. They yeah. are a very valid program. So I do believe in my heart of hearts, they, they are one of the two teams that will get the big hammer, I guess, quote unquote. And I think the second team is Arizona. It's got to be Arizona. And I think that is Archie Miller goes down with his alma mater. Sean Miller goes down with his team. And mm. who's next? Speaking of Arizona, uh, I texted my buddy Danny Peters, who mm. uh, I've 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 made clear I'm really good friends with an assistant coach at Arizona, which is hilarious. He probably loves it. that. Yeah, he, probably loves he absolutely that. loves it. Um, <laughs> and I know like the GAs at Arizona listen to the podcast, and because every so often Daniel texts me like, "What the fuck were you talking about today?" And, um, <laughs> Goat fucking. So there was something going on in our uh, personal lives that was like kind of a big deal. Um, so I like a, a, there's something going on with a friend. Not not bad. It was good. It was a good thing. I was just like. I didn't think about the context though, and I think I texted him like, "Hey, did you see the news? Did you hear about whatever?" And he about shit his pants, calling me like, "What the, like, what the fuck?" He calls me in a panic. He's like, "Don't you ever do that to me again?" Um, I have Sean saying, Miller yeah. <laughs> Google alerts on my phone. Why did it not pop up? And what I'm saying is, I, I realized in that moment that I now have Danny Peters in the palm of my hand, and I can fuck with him as much as I want between now and whenever the notice of allegations come down in Arizona, because it's probably going to come down in Arizona, right? But um. Like for yeah, I don't know. I I'm, I can I can mess with this guy as much as I want. Danny and, is your goat. Yeah, <laughs> and you are Mark Godfrey. <laughs> That's it. Uh, all right, let's let's talk to Kevin Clark about James Wiseman and are the Orlando Magic and Frank Haith at Miami and Jim and, a, pro- and a program God that's knows, just running clean. Yeah. you know what I mean, just pure clean. God knows what else. Uh, here here he is. This is our interview with the Ringer's own Kevin Clark. Before we get to Kevin Clark, let's first talk about our good friends at Bombas. How often do you think about your socks, folks, if you're like me? Like I used to be, I mean, not much. But now I think about them all the time because I wear Bombas. They are the only socks I wear. I'm wearing them right now. I can take a picture and prove it. Uh, I'm wearing the, like, I don't know what you call these. They're gray. They go about like socks. They're crew socks? Is that the word? Okay, crew socks. All right. I'm not a fashion guru like Kyle. Um, yeah, they're so comfortable. I run in them. I, I wear some to run in. I wear some to lounge in. I wear some to uh, do whatever else it is I do with my life in. They are the only socks I will wear. They are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. They are made from super soft, natural cotton, and every pair comes with arch support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed that's comfy but not too thick. You hear that, Zion? Not too thick. With many colors, patterns, links, and styles, Bombas look great in the gym, at the office, and out on the town. Bombas are what your feet will daydream about. Best of all, for every Bombas purchase you make, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. They're charitable people. They're great people. You can, you can you can make yourself feel like a good person just by buying socks for yourself and then let someone else do the charity for you. That's, that's the way to do it. Buy your Bombas at bombas.com slash shining today and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M. BAS.com slash shining for 20% off. Bombas.com slash shining. The best socks you will ever wear. Here he is, Kevin Clark. Sports. All right, joining us now in studio is uh, the man himself, Kevin Clark. Uh, we we kind of laid this out, Clark, before you got in here. We, we, we set out the premise, and the premise that we arrived at was this. Uh, you are... We are what, like three weeks away from preseason starting? Less mm-hmm. than that. In, in I leave on Sunday. You leave on Sunday, so your preseason, your the season starts on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Season started. Uh, you you <laughs> had this bucket list all summer where you're trying to get on every single podcast, the Ringer Podcast Network, and you realize you had not um, come on ours. So you're in our office on your hands and knees, like guys, I'll do anything. 
and we're like, well, you got to give us something. So you did what? You went to the Gatorade. I drove an hour to go talk to James <laughs> Wiseman. So that's not. And then, and then Tate and I looked at each other. We're like, do you know anything about James Wiseman? Not really. All right. All right. You're good. Come on, Kevin. So <laughs> I'll actually, even though that's all 100% accurate, <laughs> and, um, and I, I was just absolutely desperate to get on OSP, my favorite podcast, so my favorite sport that I definitely know a lot about. Yeah. Yes. Keep um, up with it. I, I will. Absolutely. And uh, I, I will say that the, the, the real version is slightly different, which is that I went to an awards banquet, the Gatorade Player of the Year dinner, because I wanted to talk to a quarterback. The quarterback was Marcus Mariota. Mm. And a couple of hours before, uh, he canceled, and not just on me, on oh, everybody. Okay. He oh, wasn't was just like say, yeah. he wasn't just like I got call him out. So he he uh, it's just fine. It was just a little travel logistical problem. Okay, I love Marcus Mariota. I've talked to him a million times. I've written a lot of words on him. That's my guy. Okay, but he wasn't at this thing. Mm. I had a lot of other options to for people to talk to. A lot of Gatorade Player of the Year. Peyton Manning was there, but he was not speaking to the media. He was only mm. singing jingles mm. from Nationwide. <laughs> And then uh, Sony Michelle, Todd Gurley were there. Matthew Bowling, the the fastest high schooler in America, was there. He's a white guy, right? He is. He is a white guy. <laughs> and uh, so in the run up, in the days before, I knew James Wiseman was available. I didn't know much about him, like you guys. Uh, but so I decided to sit down with him, and uh, we talked about not only college hoops, not only Penny Hardaway. But the NBA and where it's going, because I think from from my perspective, if you're seven feet tall right now, and I, I saw a story the other day, he might be seven foot one. He He's might seven just, one, yeah. He might just keep growing. He might just keep growing. But if you're that height in 2019, there's just a lot of ways you can take your game. And so mm-hmm. we talked a lot about that. I was I was fascinated with that. I ended up having a better time taking talking to James Wiseman than if I would have spent more time with someone like a Mariota or a Peyton Manning. So are you, you're a Wiseman believer now? I thought he was incredibly engaging. Like he okay. likes, I mean, he, he sits around reading business books. Yes. He, re- he read, uh, he's reading right now, Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon is this, Hill. Is he actually reading it or is this a LeBron carrying the Godfather book move? Um, because, I, and, and if I can speak from personal experience, I did this when I was at Ohio State uh-huh. too. I carried around a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Just to look smart. And then I carried around, at one point I was, I was trying to read The Count of Monte Cristo and like the big ass fucking, uh-huh. the, the unabridged version. Uh-huh. And I got like 200 pages in. I was like, God damn. There's an abridged version of The Count of Monte Cristo? There has to be. I mean, it's like the, the real ones like. I mean, you're talking about Cliff Notes. No, I read the I read the unabridged is what I was saying. You read the whole thing. No, I was saying I was pretending to. I was right. hearing this the book. Ni- this, this is, is his nightmare saying. right here. You calling yes. him out. He's like, I'm reading the unabridged. Look at it. It's in my hand. It was like I'm I was carrying is- around a book and everyone's like, damn. No, that I got it. Do I got, no, I know what you're saying. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm asking is that how far did you get into this book? I got to the part. Did you try to read it or was the whole thing a bit? I tried. And then I was like. You know what? I could just carry it around and get some stolen valor, and yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. will think I'm smart. And the Rubik's and why I actually cube. Read it. What if someone asked you to solve the Rubik's cube? I actually cube? could solve it. Okay, but it, I actually could solve it. But was it was like time. But it was like, why am I bringing it? I could do it in like three or four minutes because I learned the algorithm and I just like memorized the algorithm and I would do it. And I was like, why am I carrying this around again? Like, what is? And the whole thing was like, because I'm I'm an uh, insufferable 19 year old that wants people to think I'm cool. In 2016, <laughs> as opposed to now, yeah, yeah. Now I'm an um, insufferable 32 yeah. year old. <laughs> in 2016, I started to golf, and one day I just walked around with the sandwich. I just thought that was a good bit. And Sam Shuby, who's now left, he's with he's at GQ now, but he was here at the time. Uh, he came up to me. He's like, I love you, but this is a terrible bit. And, I, and I'll never. You forget. just walked around the office with the golf club, like yeah. Jalen Rose with the baseball bat. Yeah, and, that's the- <laughs> and it was it was pretty quickly panned. So what I'm saying is, is that like you with the Count of Monte Cristo or the Rubik's cube, if you're doing if you're carrying something around for effect, it's probably a bad idea. 
So do we feel like James Wiseman's doing that? No, he didn't okay. have so 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 he didn't have a book with him or anything. Oh. We just talked about it. Okay. He loves Rick and Morty, and I said why, mm. Mm. and he said it's weird and awkward, and I said, well, what about that appeals to you? And he said, well, he himself is weird and awkward. Mm. Okay. So I think there's, uh, I think he's got the type of personality that's going to pop once he gets to the NBA. Um, I think that he said, and I don't know if I believe him on this, but he said that. Even if one and done didn't exist, he would want to go to college because he just feels like he, there's a maturity aspect to it. Hmm. Um, Titus, I know you only went to college because they, of the one and done. Otherwise, you would have gone straight to the right. NBA. Um, but I think that there's I, – I was taken by his personality. He understands where the game is going. He, he studies Giannis Anthony Davis. Um, he does a lot of agility drills, the, the rope stuff we talked about, just rope drills, stuff like that. I think that he uh, is as interesting a, a prospect as, as I've come across in, in a while. I have three things that I know about James Wiseman, and that's because I read the first line of one story about him. And here's what it says. He's 18 years old, mm-hmm. and he speaks Mandarin. Yeah. Okay. He wants to own fast food restaurants a la Shaquille O'Neal. And he also reads Kobe Bryant's books. He met Kobe Bryant. He, so met, he, he met Kobe Bryant. So are those his three things that he's rattling off just to let you no. know that he knows? Exactly. No. This is what yeah. I'm saying. This no. is my, my detectors are going off. Like I, I, I want to root for the kid. I hope it's all genuine. But I just remember being 18, 19 uh-huh. years old. It seems like a branding move. Like, like, like he's James yes. Wiseman. He's a wise man, and he wants to let yeah. you know. So I don't. I'm just no, a little none of those here, things all. are repeated in this particular, in my sit down with him. Okay. He, did, he didn't talk about reading Kobe Bryant's books, talk about meeting Kobe Bryant. Great. He, his actual relationship is with Kevin Durant. He has a really good relationship with Kevin Durant. So Durant and him met for some sort of publicity thing last summer. And Durant broke down his game for, I think it was a YouTube thing. Mm-hmm. But now he's in the Instagram DMs asking Durant questions all the time. And Durant gets back to him. And he has the same relationship with RJ Barrett, too. So he said that he's basically got a network of current NBA players telling him how to approach things. I'd say he's one for two on the network right there. I mean, mm-hmm. Duran is great. I, you know, I think that was a really good move. Do you think it's weird, like, to have to interact with Durant on social media and not know, like, he might get a random account DM you, <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, that's just Kevin Durant's burner. Do you think that's weird? I would just give it a heart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, double tap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just move on. She's just like, I like that. Saw on. it. Uh, so, anyways, so James Wiseman, you sit yeah. down with him. He's Gatorade Player of the Year. Everyone's yeah. super stoked on him. He's obviously going to play for Penny, Penny Hardaway. Yes. I also, and we talked about Penny and Mike. Guy, Mike Miller. Mike Miller. Yes. Which is, I mean, we got to get to Mike Miller. But first, Penny Hardaway. He yeah. says he didn't know who he was until he was around sixth grade. Yeah. Started doing some research on some guys, David Robinson, other guys that were big. Mm-hmm. Fell in love with Penny Hardaway's game, and that is why he chose the Memphis Tigers to play for Penny. Do you believe that? Sitting sitting face to face. Well, so first of all, he's I mean he's from Memphis, so I mean it's not it, it, it's you know he's born in Nashville, made his way over. Sounds like Memphis. he's from Nashville. If he was if well no he was born there. Oh, mm-hmm. see I like to say where you're born is where you're um, from. Wait, hold on. So let's get back to this. <laughs> I mean he it's, it's hard Penny. to separate. Geo- you know, there's a term, geography is destiny, right? Yes. Like, maybe he reverse engineered, like, I'm in love with Penny Hardaway, so I'm going there. But if Penny Hardaway were the coach at the University of Seattle, this would be a very different situation. Mm. Didn't didn't he play for Penny in, like, mm-hmm. the, yeah, a, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Penny's been grooming him. This yeah. is this is some, yeah, he's been he's been <laughs> grooming him for a long time. And then yeah. Penny's formed the coup. With and then you bring Wiseman in Mike Miller. Star. Yeah. And then uh, Sam Mitchell was a big part of his recruitment when he was there. And then, uh, but so Mike Miller went to all of his games, every yes. single game, which I would love uh, if Mike Miller showed up to everything I did. 
I think that'd be really cool. <laughs> also, Mike Miller's son right now is like an internet phenomena. He's like dunking he on people. And How old is he? I think he's like 15, something like that. He's basically taking over the Brownie James corner, and he's you know becoming a star himself. So that's good for Memphis so basketball. So here's what we know about James Wiseman. He, yes. Uh, uh, I watch, I've, I've seen him play a little bit. He, he reminds me slightly of Marvin Bagley, and I think it's just because of the hair. I think I think I just see his hair and I see him dunking and I'm like, yeah, that looks like Marvin Bagley. And he's, is he left-handed too? I think so. Yeah, I think he, I think he's got a little left-handed. So I, I think all of that makes me think of Marvin Bagley. Um, he he is apparently smart, or he wants you to think he's smart. He is he's, smart. He is smart. Okay. Here, well, here's the thing. Um, you tried to scam everybody into thinking you were smart. Okay. But I'm saying. But hold on, hold on. But that's a sign of intelligence. Ooh. To I know like to go what on, to continue. do. Yes. To continue. know to know. <laughs> I'm going to have to do like the Count of Monte Cristo mm. thing. I'm going to carry this around. It takes smarts to deceive. It takes it. Ta- you have to know how to appear smart in mm. order to act smart. Mm. I like that. I feel I like, like it's not. It's not. It's not completely random. Um, you you are you're a fan of his though now. Yeah, so I'm we, we all be in. Fan of his. Okay. I'm all in. Because so here's my question. So Tate was the one who sent me like five questions to ask. Yeah. And the one question I didn't ask was about the other guys in the class and how he compares. Cole right. Anthony and... Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, right. Yeah. I didn't ask that question because it's uncomfortable. Um, but and, where and do you get... Where do you guys... It was very easy for me to text that question. Yeah. Not in front of James Wiseman. But you did that. say, ask about Mike Miller. You, and I'm just down to talk about Mike Miller and Penny Hardaway whenever. And so we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do you rank him among those three? I think Anthony Edwards is going to be the best. And I base this solely off of like the way people talk about the guys. That's really it. Like I I don't watch enough, I don't follow recruiting enough to like actually see to actually have strong opinions. I've mm-hmm. seen them all play on YouTube. Um but I'm not based, you know, I'm not going off that. I'm going off of when you see the people that do follow the recruiting, the way they talk about the guys, everyone seems to get the most excited about Anthony Edwards. And maybe it's because he fits the Oladipo, uh, Dwayne Wade model, and now he's playing for Kareem, and everyone thinks he's just going to fall in line with those two guys. But um, he seems to be the guy that... Would you agree with that, Tate, that everyone's yeah. like losing their minds over Anthony Edwards? I would just say two guards in general like that, like Anthony Edwards, are more appealing and sexy in some sense, where people are like, I want to watch this guy score 30 points and go off for Georgia. He's going to have there, all the opportunity. Is there also just a... Big men might be a little more raw, especially now. Like I, I don't know. I mean, is there is there an expectation that maybe Wiseman might be a better NBA player than college player? Yeah, because at the at the end of the day, even if you're a versatile big man, um, you know the, the era of big men like Greg Oden with their back to the and Roy Hibbert yeah. and those guys are long gone. But you yeah, still, is Memphis going to run? You're, an you're naming a lot of friends yeah. of the ringer. Yeah, no. Okay, <laughs> but still, uh, if you Hibbert, Oden. Oden. Uh, uh, Those are the only Bill, two friends Bill, of the ringer. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. <laughs> he also was Jason a big man. <laughs> uh, so um, the days of those guys, you know, like that—that's that, not the the era of big men anymore. They're yeah. more versatile, but you still have to have you still have to get the ball fed to you as a big man in college basketball. It's not like James Wiseman's going to lead the break at Memphis. Maybe he yeah. will though. Maybe Penny's just like do whatever the hell you want, dude. Um, is Penny? So you good? still have to get the ball, and it's still you're still contingent on college guards. Yeah, like 19 that's years my old, thing. Getting you the basketball, and so if you're a big man, that's always a hindrance. It's like something DeAndre Ayton had to deal with at Arizona, where they lose to Buffalo in the NCAA tournament, and he he shot like four times or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I covered basketball when I first started as a professional journalist, and uh, it was the Knicks, and Paul Hewitt was at a game once. I think, who the hell was he there to see? Amon Shumpert, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Luke yeah. Shencher. Yeah, he was there to see Luke Shencher. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Hewitt was there, and he was BSing with some of the writers for the game. And he was talking about 
the Chris Bosh year. And he's talking, mm-hmm. I think he was talking about Shumper, but he was talking about the Chris Bosh year. He said the year that he had Chris Bosh was the most valuable lesson he's ever learned in basketball, which is you cannot do anything in college basketball without guards. Mm-hmm. That you can have Chris Bosh and he can just dunk on people and he can do whatever he wants in the post. But if you don't have it, it is completely different from the NBA. In the NBA, God, forgot to say, if Chris Bosh were born in 2000, he would just run the point. Right. You know, like it would be right. like, whatever, who cares? But I still feel like college basketball has a little bit of of that where, you know, a big man like Wiseman still needs service. Yeah, definitely. And, and we do, we have no idea what kind of offense Penny runs, really. That, that was my question. Yes. I don't know anything about Penny Hardaway as a coach. Do you? Same. No. Okay. I don't, I don't know if Penny, Penny does. I don't think yeah. Penny knows. I think, no. I think that Penny sounds, is... That sounds heartwarming. Well, I think he's more personnel-based, is what I would say. He's got to get his Players guys coach. in there. Yeah, exactly. And then he's going to run offense around yeah. them. So that that's what you were just saying about Wiseman. Wiseman could possibly run the primary break. Yeah. We don't might. know. He we may be know. empowered to do that. So if that's the case, then that's sure, he could be the number one guy in the country. Because if he has the ball all the time, then... That's you know, gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. Out. Yeah. But so I, I I wanted to be really cynical about the whole thing. I wanted to just make jokes about bag dropping. And, Did you ask and him just, about the picture on the plane with uh Mike Miller and Penny with the yeah. bag? Well you didn't the Gucci uh, bag it was a Gucci bag, right? You didn't text me that question. Oh. <laughs> I just thought you would feel it, you know, just like you would just that would just hit you while you're sitting there. You're like, How did you go to Memphis? What about this picture of Mike Miller with it? Did you see the picture? I did not. I did oh, not okay. Seen it. So I that's can, that I, is my bad. Yeah, I apologize. I feel like it's my sort of. Will you reach out to Wiseman right now and yeah, ask yeah, for yeah, another yeah, interview yeah. so we can ask him this? Uh, I really, I really like the guy. I'm in. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I wanted to be cynical. I wanted to just make jokes about it, and I still will. But uh, I don't know. Maybe because you're a bad, maybe I'll you're a bad guy. No, it's because I like content more than anything. And if you can't make fun of something, it's not really worth talking about to me um so I, I really just want to make a bunch of jokes and i'm sure i still will but i'll root for the guy he also likes I'll make jokes about cole things, anthony which cole anthony seems like more fun to make jokes i don't about really him. like stranger things he likes it where are you guys on that i like it i, I bowed out after like like three episodes yeah, into season I don't two even i was like, yeah, right. like okay yeah i, I don't yeah. like rick and morty either we actually don't even get on get, i got have, we don't even have track <laughs> as far as like the pop culture thing i just like the as take some pop culture because i just asked jimmy garoppolo same question. So what are you watching? And he said, "Porn." Uh, <laughs> Is that what he said? That's pretty good. <laughs> he said, uh, "He said the Office," and then he said the Avengers, mm. which is you know lame. Uh, which is I thought <laughs> oh, you liked Jimmy Garoppolo. Like Jimmy Garoppolo, you got bad answers. That's all. Yeah. And no, no. So I'm just saying, like when someone has actual takes, yeah. instead of just sort of his dating app says I like pretty, to travel, yeah. and I like dogs, and yeah. pizza, and the office. I don't. I doubt Jimmy Garoppolo yeah, needs an app. I, I doubt he needs to be on Raya. Hey, I went on the Bagel <laughs> Boss guys uh, Twitter today, Same. and yeah, no, the, oh, I have one person I know who's following him, and it's Me? Kyle. Yeah, we're on the ground floor, dude. <laughs> Is he starting like a media company? Oh, that yeah. guy, yeah. He's got these weird shirts. Yeah, it's great. Good for I'm him. actually, I'm actually joining it. Um, you should. I'm their NFL guy. Thank <laughs> you, boss is NFL guy. How much you're, you're a Miami guy? How much do you care about <laughs> okay. the University of Miami Hurricanes? I want to, I want to run this past you, boys. Okay. There are only two ACC schools with the draft pick in the last three drafts. Name mm. them. What? Two ACC school, schools with, with the, one with, draft pick. Oh, with only one. With no Excu- or any. Any. In the last three? Mm-hmm. So it's probably Duke and Miami. It is. It is Duke and Miami. Are you saying lottery picks? No. Just any picks. These guys, some of these guys are second-round picks. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah. North Carolina had, didn't get anybody drafted, like, last year? No. What? That Big Ten stat of the day from Kevin Clark right there, by the way. <laughs> so who is it? Lonnie Walker, obviously. Yeah. Spurs. Hernandez. Hernandez. Dewan. Dewan Hewell. 
now mm-hmm. Hernandez. Mm-hmm. And then the year before that is... Uh, I had it up. I had it up because I thought you were going to ask me. Oh, here it is. It's uh, Hernandez, Walker, Bruce Brown. Devon. Oh, yeah, Bruce Brown. Bruce yeah. Brown, great piston. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So that's that's your... that's. I asked you about Miami basketball, and that's your... Uh, I just gave it. you that's an it. incredible nugget. <laughs> do you care? So I asked you, do you, like, do you care? And you, 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 rattled, you no, said, I just we got, wanted we got to three dunk. guys drafted. I just wanted to <laughs> so dunk. Here's a step for you. <laughs> I just wanted to dunk on Tate a little bit, and now I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna leave. So, um, I classic private school move. I, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, do you know I went to DePaul. I tried. Do you know that I went to DePaul for? Did you year? really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, so I'm, I'm too bad, mediocre. <laughs> private basketball schools. If you had stayed at DePaul, I think Chicago basketball would have come back. Yeah. I feel like we would have gotten Derrick Rose. Yeah, probably. Because I left right before that recruitment. (laughs) So, you know, you just got, you got to think about the butterfly effect there. If he's on campus and he sees me and I'm just, I'm just projecting strength. He's like, there's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm in. I got like 50 bucks. There (laughs) you go. Um, Want some tickets to NC State games? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so Miami basketball I try to get into it when we're so yeah, obviously the Shane Larkin era was yeah. mm-hmm. I was just obsessed. Um, you know, I still feel like we could have that was a final four. Those two years. I feel like Shane that Larkin was a, well no, I mean they they, yeah. they obviously made a run in the tournament. They won two tournament games and I feel like that was a final four team. I feel like the team in twenty sixteen was less talented, but still obviously in in contention. I feel like Jim Laranega is the perfect coach for Miami. He's great. I love Jim Laranega. Um, and, and I feel like that's exactly what we need, just a guy who can coach him up. We're never going to get the top recruits. We've never really mm. gotten, you know, there have been some really freaking good South Florida recruits. Brandon Knight was was there when I was down in South Florida. He didn't really even consider Miami. He just got the hell out. And so we're never going to get those guys. Um, not the facilities, not the emphasis on basketball. So you just need a really freaking good coach who's going to take the four stars. We have two four stars coming in, two top 100 recruits coming in this year. Look both, at this. Both combo guards. And I feel like Laranega with those guys, we're going to be able to scrounge out, you know, your 20, your 20 wins. Look for at Clark Jim, falling Jimmy Miami L. recruiting. No one, no one is going to feel pity for Miami because uh, it's a private school in mm-hmm. Miami. So, like, the rest of America is not going to give a shit about what I'm about to say. But it is kind of remarkable that they just didn't have a basketball program for, for like 20 years. years yeah. yeah. They they brought the back. Like, if this was any— if this Also, was, it's not like—and we had Rick Barry. Like, yeah. it's not like we, mm-hmm. we had an irrelevant basketball program. Like, we had some big players. You completely fold the program, bring it yeah. back in 85. Yeah. Laranega has since they brought it back in '85. Laranega has as many 21 seasons as the rest of the program has since 1985. Tough combined. scene, yeah, for Frank Hayes. Tough scene for Frank Hayes. Yes, that's that's just the that should be the title of his autobiography. <laughs> Our um, most famous post sort of uh, second wave. I don't know what you would even call it. Like the new the new Hurricanes post mm-hmm. when when they when they brought the program back. Jaquan the most, Newton. The most famous player is Jimmy Grant. He oh, played yeah. Four years. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He plays football now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that Reggie Johnson is the most beloved? Reggie Johnson. Um, I think you know, so I'll say this. So you have Tim Salmons, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh I I think if you put so Brian Curtis always does this thing where he's like, if you put so a table of a guy at a mall who has the longest line, right? Like mm, that that's how okay. he determines fame. Johnny like, Manzo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you do that anywhere in Texas, mm-hmm. yeah. Johnny Manziel is number one. Although yeah. Colt McCoy, ooh, just 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 mm. Longhorn lore. I think Colt McCoy beats him out. 
I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure that, yeah. that I'm sure that uh, we'll get. What about Vince Young? Young. <laughs> I actually saw his table yeah. last year at the Fantasy Football Convention. Uh-huh. How was it? Uh, not great. <laughs> um, but where was it? It was in Vegas. It was in Fort Worth, Texas. Oh. Yeah, but I think people but were upset also, with Vince. Yeah, but is that? Do you have to like pay for autographs? No, there? you just walk up to Vince. And oh. We got him to throw a pass to Harry from Against All Odds. And yeah. It's a great play. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, I think that there'd be a, a really long line for Jack McClinton. Mm. Jack think, McClinton uh, punched Noopy Crater in the face when we played when when I was at Ohio State. We played in Miami. It was the one time I ever played down there. Was that the uh, uh, Big Ten AC yeah, Challenge? Yeah, yeah, we were we were underdogs. Did, we were not supposed uh-huh. to win. And then Jack McClinton punched. Uh, I think he punched Noopy in the face, or maybe threw an elbow or something. He got ejected from the game immediately. I was we a won, and we beat you guys. I was a heavy man in college. I ate a lot, and uh, I didn't look good. And every day I used to see Jack McClinton at Panda Express. And I always uh, I think about that a lot. I, thought, thought, I think about that a lot. Thought, this, our best basketball yeah, player yeah, is like, this at the can't same be place good. This cannot be good. You're like, I'm feeling full, and he got two extra servings. Do you get do you get skinny shamed like I do, by the way? This has been happening since I moved out here and I've, I've uh, lost some no, weight. I look great. I know. Same, yeah. dude. I don't understand it, but people people like get mad at me that people back home are mad that I'm not fat anymore. And I feel like I got um, I feel like I owe it to my people to get fat again. And I, I'm feeling a lot of pressure I've, from so the do, do, It's not like that. when you walk around. It's more like every, all, all your friends are going in for nachos. And like, you're kind of like, no, I'm going to have less it's nachos. It's more like if Kyle took a picture of us doing this podcast right now and put it on Twitter, someone would be in my replies like, eat a cheeseburger, dude. My uh, God, you're dying. And like, yeah, yeah, be like yeah, that. Yeah. And be like, I don't have, none of my friends yeah. have ever done that. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's. That's I have no sympathy for skinny shamed. As Greg Oden walked up to us in Vegas and goes, Mark, you're looking great. What's going on, fat ass? To me. To you. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I would that's much rather be skinny wait, shamed. That's an incredible bit. Yeah. I was like, my God, what the hell is this? I <laughs> wow. Like, I literally went back up to the room. Yeah, Greg, please. I, I suffer from back pain. Please, yeah. Greg. Yeah. I was like, Greg, I, some respect. I cannot move. Uh, all wait, right. To be clear, I, Miami <laughs> only needs to be better than Florida State and Florida. Is that how, who's the bigger rival? Like, what? Oh, okay. So, I mean, obviously, Florida <laughs> State can be the ACC. Is it Duke? It might be Duke, right? Oh, it is Duke, but that's only because it's college basketball. But I'm, that's I, what I'm saying. Overall, I don't give a shit about overall. We care I, about this is a college hate, basketball program. I hate all, uh, I have a lot of friends from both those schools. And when you're outside of, the Florida thing sucks because there's so many Gator fans throughout the state. You can't escape it. I live in mm. Los Angeles now, as you guys might know. And it's I I actually hate Florida State more now because I don't for some I don't have to deal with like the whole going to Publix and everybody's yelling go Gators thing now so it's now just pure hate based on Twitter sort talking about the also and just my my friends who are who are louder and and dip shittier about Florida State (laughs) and Florida but what about basketball like Miami basketball uh what's the one game if we pull this off it's a success I mean I I think I think for every sort of mid tier ACC team it's Duke. And they, de- I, I, we defeated Greg Paulus when I was there. Did uh, you also? You did w. the two big Duke wins that I remember with Miami off the top of my head were the uh, the Shane Larkin one where you uh-huh. guys beat the hell out of Duke at home and mm-hmm. they slapped the floor. That was that game, right? All yeah. five of them slapped the floor. Yeah. Uh, that team won the ACC. Then the they team won, the won the ACC, ACC tournament. Yeah. Um, and then the year what was it twenty fifteen? The big the thing. Duke, the, the year Duke won the title. You guys beat the shit out of Duke and yeah. Cameron and kind of jumped. You're the reason they won the title, probably. It yeah. was a wake up call. And then Coach K took the D's off their chest mm-hmm. and uh, said, "You guys can't use the locker room." I don't know if I got that story right, but that's how I remember. I it. remember the year. Then, so we we destroyed Duke, and then I think Duke beat us, but they got Ryan Kelly back. Mm. And I remember a lot of Duke fans being like. It was clear that the only reason you guys won before mm-hmm. was because we didn't have Ryan Kelly, and they mm-hmm. just kept talking about it. And now I just 
I just have an irrational hate for Ryan Kelly and Duke fans. <laughs> Son-in-law of Bill Cower, Ryan Kelly, by the really? way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. That's a nice little you know connection between football and basketball there for you. And also the eight lateral game, Miami Duke. There you go. More history in the Miami Duke rivalry. What does that have to do with Ryan Kelly? Oh, it has to do with Ryan Kelly playing at Duke, his dad being Bill Cower. I guess not really his dad, but you know, counts. <laughs> just, uh, that's a erasure of uh, Ryan Kelly's actual dad. <laughs> well, he went to Ravenscroft. He's all right. He was um, a star. Before we let you go, let's do uh, uh, some NFL shit. As as someone who does not really pay much attention uh-huh. to the NFL, um, I, I saw. Did you write about this, or is it someone else? Uh, I, I I saw someone talking about this. <laughs> he obviously. <laughs> what a way it. to start off. What a great question. You're on I fire right now, Titus. What the what the fuck's going on with the schedule? Did you did you write an article about this? No. Oh. Roger Sherman did. Right. I mean everybody did. Are you and Roger Sherman different people? Dude, someone came at no the exact same. We look um, exactly like you, but, just wear uh, you were talking about it. You were demeanor. talking about it. Uh, I I swear I had a conversation. I don't know. I'm losing my I'm mind. Not, I, was ta- I was talking about it. I've been talking, talking about, about it around me. the yeah. office. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, <laughs> then, then then you talked about it. Uh is this happening? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so right, Peter, King, Peter, Peter King had a thing that basically they that there's been one or two teams to propose this kind of thing like every couple of years. It's not a new idea, and that uh, nobody's excited about it. Cool. <laughs> it's not. A- it's not going to happen. It's not. It's not going to be like college basketball where they just randomly add a bunch of play-in games yeah, and nobody yeah. likes it. Yeah. They're just not going to do that. It's not random one college the, basketball. It's money. One of the, well, that's what the NFL will be doing. Yeah. One of the things about the NFL is. Um, they do actually an okay job of realizing they make like twenty billion dollars a year and not screwing that up. Because mm-hmm. they sometimes are like, "What if we got more money?" They're like, "Well, actually, we keep making a lot of money. Maybe we shouldn't fuck that up." That's my my the hottest sports take I think I have is that Roger Goodell is actually the best commissioner in all of sports because mm-hmm. his job is basically to be hated and maintain the status quo, mm-hmm. and he does both of those things wonderfully. Like right. like everyone. Every problem you have at the NFL, there are two people in this room who are endorsing this take. (laughs) One is a Patriots fan. If you're an owner of an NFL team, Uh you want you don't want like you just want to make a shit ton of money and and like kind of fly under the radar a little bit and be a terrible person in private and have no one (laughs) notice it. And I feel like anybody who has a problem with anything going on in the NFL, they just rip on Roger Goodell, and that's kind of his job. He becomes a lightning rod. All of it goes to him, and he's like, "Yes, throw it on me." Yeah. And then I know, also, I know what you're saying. That he takes the bullets for the commission. I'm not saying I the, like the, the guy. Owners. I'm saying like of the job, like the job is to be like universally hated, so no one hates the owners. I'm telling you and this. Also, if you pay me forty million dollars a year, yeah. you can fart in my dinner every <laughs> single night. Hey, every single night. Titus, why didn't you play football? I I, I did. I played Poor, football. Poorly. No, I played football in high school. And, yeah, uh, how'd you I, do? I, what were we talking? No, I was a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty good. I, I could throw. A fo- I could. Th- my problem. I could throw a football, but I didn't know the game at all. No one coached me, so like, I just mm-hmm. dropped back and just bomb it down the field. Constantly throwing picks. Like I was the guy that if I threw like an eighty yard, inter- if I threw an interception like eighty yards in the air. Mm-hmm. And and it was picked off. It's I good, would go back to the like, 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 awesome. how fucking far I threw yeah. that thing. <laughs> it's a good punt. It's fill position. Yeah. It's like me in tennis class. Like, yeah. you know, look how far was, I can hit this thing. So I was getting recruited a little bit actually because I was six four and had a pretty strong arm. So like I fit the profile yeah. of a, and I was a pretty smart kid. So like like people met me. Is like, wow, he's it, got. He's they a walked around the field with the count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, yeah I count. I count <laughs> it was a playbook yeah. at that point. Right? But then no, the playbook was on the Rubik's cube. He would flip. So I would go to these camps and they'd watch me throw and then coaches would start calling me and then they they'd actually like ask for game tape and they'd watch me like fuck no never mind hell no so that's pretty much my football career good story yeah that's it so who's winning the Super Bowl and then we'll get out of here one word I don't want I don't want analysis I want who is winning say it Kev say it. 
Colts. Damn. That's it. The oh, Indianapolis wow. Colts, congratulations <laughs> on your Super Bowl championship. Kevin Clark, uh, next time you talk to a, a top recruit, You'll come back on. Promise us that. Do, do not do not go on the CBS College Basketball Podcast. Do not go on three. What are week. the other big college? Does Andy Katz have one? I don't know. I I know the the other big one is the the CBS one. Who's uh, on that? And then, uh, Gary Parish and Matt Norlander. Okay. And then there's one called Three Man Weave that I listen What's to. What's that? Like Who's on guys. that? Uh, just just some young guys that are yeah. are, are good. Yeah, just three buddies. That what about talk does Jeff Goodman have one? Yeah, he does one, but he he does like his. I might is, try to go on his. Yeah, next go time. on his. This is the Jeff Goodman podcast. Not so much. Uh, you know. There's he, no, he, there's he, no he, name. Gets, he gets off topic and talks about other things other than college basketball. No, we wouldn't we want to do that. Yeah, we never do that. <laughs> We'd never yeah, do that. So yeah. stick um, to the game. All right, Kevin Clark, plug some shit and then and then we'll Ring NFL show. Got some good guests coming up. I start my training camp tour on Sunday, slow news day. As always, just go watch the archives. Is uh Eli Manning gonna come on at five thirty in the morning anytime soon? People so, don't know this. Kevin made me wake up at 5.30 a.m. back when I was producing the NFL show to do a eight-minute call with Eli Manning. <laughs> so That was sponsored by Burger King or something. I so he kept, everything a, kept coming back to the Whopper. It wasn't my idea. He's like, I got a Whopper of an idea for you. It wasn't. So, first of all, whatever it takes. Yes, you're right. Whatever it takes. Yes. Second of all, that was from above. God? It God. was because I actually it was from it was from yeah. You're not God, my father, it. or my boss. Kyle loves it. Ah! Kyle lo- <laughs> Um Yeah, it uh that was great. Eli was great. He uh I remember asking Eli something like, uh, you ever pull any pranks? Because that was what he was famous for. And he was like, Yeah, I pulled some pranks in my day. And I was like, What are those? He's like, Oh, you know. And we just never answered the question. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like I can't so say those glad. on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he was like. I was like, I can't. Like, well, I woke up for like four for this. <laughs> yeah, we did. Not a historically good podcast. Two-time Super Bowl champion. We were there. Jesus. There it is. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, boys. Sports. All right. Thank you to Kevin Clark for coming on. Uh, I'm. I still don't really completely understand the premise. Uh, basically, he talked to James Wiseman, and James Wiseman. Um, I fe- I'm going to feel 20 percent more guilty when I make jokes about him now because he seems like a smart, well, well spoken, uh, nice mm-hmm. kid who's not. He's not a douchebag. Is basically what we learned from Kevin Clark. <laughs> I guess that's the takeaway. And, and there's something to be said about staying in state, no? Yeah, oh, there oh definitely that's is. the best part about that. James Wiseman. Yeah. Yeah. We love that, that mm-hmm. he loves, uh, you know, that, that playing is Playing cool. for his AAU coach. We should make that point that, yeah, he is staying in state, playing for his AAU coach. This is, it's not, for all the bag-dropping jokes we do make, uh, we do love that. Um, it would be one thing if James Wiseman was from Seattle, like you said, and or the opposite, if Penny was coaching in Seattle and he, like, flew across the country to to chase the bag. But he didn't. He stayed home to chase the bag. <laughs> and the, the bag was always right there. That's much more favorable. Right on we call that the porch. contavious Caldwell Pope. Yes. Oh, um, <laughs> All right, before let's wrap this thing up. We got we got to hit some other stuff. Uh, I want to start with this. Cleveland State has fired a head coach, Tate uh, Dennis Felton. This is something that we we talked about a couple weeks ago. That uh, there was a mutiny was the term that was being thrown around, being formed at Cleveland State. It is the middle of July. Cleveland State is without a coach. It is located in Ohio, a state that I lived in for 13 years. I've been to Cleveland many times. Kyle has been to Cleveland. Love I've it. shared a hotel room with Kyle in Cleveland. Um, People are asking, is this the job I have my sights set on? And I'm just going to say, we I'm not making a decision yet. We are forming an, ex, an exploratory committee right now. We are mm-hmm. in that process because another job has been called to my attention. And uh, I think I might interest, this might interest you. As we were doing the Maui thing, I was looking up like what the Maui Invitational is and like the structure of the Maui Invitational. 
and basically Dave Odom runs the Maui Invitational. You knew this, right? Yes. yes. How do I get Dave Odom's job? How do I become like Dave Odom's number two where in like 10 years I'm running the Maui Invitational? I just live on Maui and I call Bill Self and I'm like, you're good to play this year, right? And he's like, yeah, we'll do it. And then I call Tom Crean. I'm like, you still want to come, right? And he's like, yeah, we'll do it. And that's like, that's got to be the easiest job in the world. And he's probably making like $2 million a year to do it. Yeah, you need to coach Wake Forest for a few years. Yeah. Uh, have a son uh, upset the number one seed in the NCAA tournament, mm. uh, Ryan Odom, and then Shit. you're good. Then you're That's in. all it takes. So it takes like, you got like 20 years to figure it out. I think out. I could get but the I Wake Forest job. I mean, the way Wake Forest has been going. I was going to say NC State job. Is yeah, what I'll I was, take the I NC State job. About that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. But uh, Cleveland State is without its coach. Uh, I know some people in Cleveland State that uh, do not want to go on record. I know a handful of people. Um and uh, I say that to say that I was like, what's the story? Why does it, why is everything coming out with of Cleveland State like sound so bad? Like, did you see the statement that they released? This is the statement from the AD. He says, we take our mission to provide CSU student athletes with the transformational experience very seriously. Our coaches operate with the expectation that they should build a culture supportive of our student athletes in the classroom, accountable for their co- conduct as representatives of the university and for their performance on the court. We will seek a new leader for our program who can deliver on this commitment. That's about as I, I know that was very boring how I read it, but in AD speak, that is about the biggest fuck you you can give to a guy that you just fired. Yes. That is like it's basically like you did nothing, yeah. of substance here, and you've ruined these kids' lives. Yeah, thanks and for nothing. Yes, get the fuck out. We're moving on. Yeah, and um, so I'm like I'm texting people trying to get the story, and everyone's like terrified to tell me what the story is, which makes me want to know the story more. Um, so I don't know what the hell went on up there, but man. Yikes. I know that I could clean it up if I, if <laughs> yes, I, if exactly. I want the job. That's, what, that's so, all you uh, need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Cleveland State is Cleveland open. State. Mark Titus is interested. Uh, for me, shout out. Shout out to Duncan Robinson, friend of the program. Just found out he is a millionaire. Uh, yes, which Duncan. We have now started our new uh, offshoot podcast, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? <laughs> Parentheses on a basketball He court. got the OSP bump, baby. Duncan, and, come back on the pod now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And pay us and to buy come us on. dinner. Yes. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, so that's good. Shout out to Duncan Robinson. Another shout out I have. Making the band. Uh, from Diddy, P Diddy, Puff Daddy, mm-hmm. Love yeah. is what he goes by now. Coming back on MTV, uh, so making the band, one of my favorite shows of all time. Two Out for TV, one of the greatest singles that ever came out. I'm very excited about that. So I will be keeping up with making the band. I will be watching it all. And it was apparently Seth Rogen and Wale who made it happen. So wow. shout out to both of them. Just yeah. more reasons to like those guys. Yeah, uh, come on. I I have to give a shout out to Coach K and Charles Barkley for for keeping the Zion fat debate alive zion uh very famously tate bumps his knee in summer league or whatever it is that happened and decide he's going to sit out the rest of summer league we get the picture of him on the bench where he's got a round belly and uh i think i think we tweeted that from the osp account with the eye emojis um and and it was a bad, as someone who has angle. recently been fat shamed was, by Greg yeah. Oden, I do not support this zion fat shaming this, <laughs> let this man breathe on the bench in his own free time and yes, the earth was, did shake when he was playing basketball. It was yes, he caused an earthquake. I don't know. Um, it was the Eddie Lacy picture, right? Wasn't it Eddie Lacy that when he was a rookie at the Packers, right? <laughs> like he had, had the angle, or it looked like he was four hundred pounds. That that was Zion's Eddie Lacy picture. Uh, and then Coach K comes out and adds fuel to the fire by saying, "I don't think Zion should have played in summer league at all." And his quote was, "I don't think he's in the playing shape or mental shape to play." The guy, like, when when did Duke's season end? Like, not that long ago. Not that long ago. And also, so, Coach K, when's not, the last time you saw Zion in person to yeah, make that claim? Yeah. And he he must be he's upset. Not he's not around Duke. And then Charles Barkley, I think it was this morning, 
on Get Up says that uh, he's not fat. Zion's <laughs> not fat. I was fat. I know what fat. As a fat man, I know what fat looks like. This is and fat. you, sir, are not fat. Yeah, it's like this pointing is fat. at himself, he jiggling his You're belly. Like, yeah, Charles, we're talking about playing days, not currently. Yes, he's not fat compared to you now. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, thank you to to Coach K and Charles Barkley for that. That is something that will never die. The the is Zion fat debates and I, I can't i mean i i let me rephrase that i can't wait i don't want zion to get hurt i definitely do not want him to get hurt but we all know the moment that zion rolls his he, it could be he could get a hangnail and be out for like two games and everyone's gonna be like he wouldn't have got this hangnail if he weighed 30 pounds less i guarantee you that and i then, do feel like the next chapter is zion in cafe duman having beignets and someone <laughs> getting a picture of him just shoving three beignets down his, it's gonna be like yeah. the the picture uh i can't remember it was like the old baseball player where he has all the baseballs in his yeah. hand i think it's like johnny bench or something he's like nine baseballs in his hand it's gonna be zion but with nine <laughs> beignets in his hand it is it does suck uh as when, when I was fat, this was always the thing that I hated was that um, you can't, you really can't eat anything because like in public, if someone notices you, they're like, look at that fat fuck. Like you're just eating like a meal. Like if Zion's just eating a normal sandwich and someone takes a picture of it, you can make that into anything you want. Be yeah. like, look at this fucking slob. There he is again, folks. And you're like, the man's got to eat at some point, right? Yeah. This is always my insecurity thing. Some, was, some guy walks by, whoa, <laughs> starts throwing up when he sees you eating. <laughs> Um, I wish we had video for these podcasts. Oh, oh man. my god! Uh, a couple other <laughs> things I want to hit: Cal- the California bill about uh, paying student athletes. You know, California is fighting yes. Mark Emmert. Mark Emmert was like, "California, please pump the brakes on this." And California, like the, the legislators of California, are throwing up double middle fingers at Mark Emmert, and they're like, "We do not respect your authority." Um, Mark Emmert's talking to the other conferences. He's like, "Should we just get rid of the Pac-12? Yeah. Is it is it about time?" Yeah. Um, the Cal- but that bill that they're passing to try to get student athletes to be able to profit off their likeness. It has cleared another hurdle to a unanimous nine zero vote in some subcommittee. Uh, I don't know how politics works, but um, it's one step closer to happening where California is going to just secede from all college sports. So that's noteworthy. Well, good news is that the earthquake is coming. And once uh, the San Andreas fault line breaks up and splits off, California will actually be its own island. It, uh, it wouldn't go into effect till 2023 though. So there's still, even if it does like all, all ch- if, if it actually becomes the law, it won't, it won't happen for another Four years. It does yeah. feel like the NCAA and uh, the California legislator and everyone else is playing the Game of Thrones long con of just wait. They're coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming. The one and done is going to be done. We're going to pay these players. It's coming. Just yeah. wait. You're going to see it. It's going to come. It's going to be big. It'll happen. Just wait for big. it. It's going to be a big thing. Can't wait. Oh, now it's 2027. <laughs> oh, now it's, it's 2030. Yeah. yeah. It'll never it's happen. It's going to happen. Um, anything else? Shout out to uh, Brandon Clark and the Grizzlies for uh, NBA yes. Summer League. Brandon Clark, a guy that yes. we both believed was uh, the better and best player on Gonzaga, wins uh, MVP of Summer, Summer League, League, and the MVP. Grizzlies win it all. John Morant, very excited Duncan about that. Duncan was not Summer League Vernon, MVP. very excited about uh, that. That was bullshit that Duncan did not win Summer League MVP. He won the bigger prize, $1 million. That's awesome. Congratulations yes. to and the And a Memphis roster Grizzlies. spot. Congratulations to Verno. Uh, I wonder, is he going to get a ring? Does Verno get a ring for that? I think so. I think at they, least a they t-shirt. A, a, a Summer League championship. Look at this hat! Shout out, <laughs> shout out to a, a top golf gift card for seventeen dollars. I shout love out to, Vegas. Shout out to Jimmer for debt playing for. Uh, mm. Damn, where's John Gonzalez when you need him? Panthen Panthenaikos Panthenaikos Yes, he's playing for Rick Pitino. That's what's really important. Jimmer for debt is now playing for Rick Pitino. Jimmer for debt, a man who was famously. The Sports? best season he ever had in college was derailed by one of his teammates having consensual sex with his girlfriend. 
uh, and that submarine the entire season for BYU. Um, that man is now playing for Rick Pitino, and that is funny, in my opinion. And <laughs> now the coach will submarine his season. <laughs> Sports. Um, all right, that's it. That's all we got. Uh, oh, shout out to shout out to uh, uh, today's the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. Shout out to Neil Armstrong for uh, many people say that that was the first Purdue day of giving was uh, Neil Armstrong <laughs> giving Purdue the gift of being able to now for the, the next 50 years say Neil Armstrong went here. Um, so yeah, that happened. That's a, today's the 50th anniversary. Where 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 were you? Not where were you, Kyle? Where were you, where would you have been? If the moon landing happened, <laughs> you know, just dangling. How do you just how do you picture? Take no. yourself back fifty years ago, and the moon landing's going on. What are you doing? Riding a bike somewhere? My dad's playing kickball, and I'm yeah. just hanging in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely playing stickball outside, <laughs> and definitely, uh, you know, hoping I don't get drafted. Because <laughs> that's what happens to people in North Carolina. For all the people that talk shit on the internet, we have to go to war. So uh, that would have sucked. Um, that's the show, um, and what a show it was! My God, that one got off the rails, but that's what makes it fun. It's the off. It's season, the off maybe. season. I've actually people have liked it. They've enjoyed the off season. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. we're gonna do. Uh, we're, we're, we want to do this in the off season. We're, we're seriously gonna do this. I think we're gonna do it in August, um, because August is the worst month for college basketball, and there's not a lot of shit going on, and it's something we want to do anyway. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do some rewatchables on this podcast, um, and I think the the, the premise I want to do is, or the structure I want to do is, I pick one game, Tate, you pick one game. Um, and then we can either have Kyle pick one game. Nah, which Twitter, Twitter. No. Yeah, I was going to say. Twitter, it would be right. funny if Kyle picked one game and he just Googled, like, what are good college basketball games? <laughs> That's how it would happen, like, guys. That's how did it you hear about this in 92? That is my Rubik's Cube. Christian right Leitner hit the shot in 1992. Did you guys hear about this? Um, but we, we can do it on Twitter. Yeah, we'll come up with, like, four or five. How, how many can you do on a Twitter poll? Four, is it? I think four. Yeah, so we'll come up with four maybe do a Twitter fan vote. Um, but we're going to do that in August, so look out for that. Um, I already know what game I'm picking, by the way. I know what game I'm picking, by the way. Should we say it? Yeah, say it. I'm picking, I'm 1 million percent picking 0-2 IU Duke in the Sweet 16. Um, that that game is, that I, I want to do that game twice. Mm. I want and, and once in the morning. Um, that, <laughs> game is, that game is the greatest game of all time. It, it gets so confusing the more I look at the box score. Uh, and yeah, we should have Dane Five come on for that one. Yeah, perfect. Talk, uh, talk about how he fouled Jay Will and almost blew the whole fucking game by fouling a three-point shooter. Dumbass. Yeah, it almost worked. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take 0-5. Uh, I'm going to take Arizona, Illinois. And that was an Elite Eight regional final game, a game that Arizona was basically going to the Final Four. It was yeah. going to be great. They were up 20 points. It was basically over. And then Luther Head, Darren Williams, mm-hmm. Roger Powell, and the boys of Illinois game. decided, you know what? F that. We're playing on DePaul's court. We're playing in Illinois. We got the home crowd. We're going to the Final Four. And uh, you see Channing Fry, young Channing Fry, look so upset at his team. Uh, Salim Stoudemire, my favorite player back in the day. Did not have a great game, but he's also not, no. he's the man, so it's fun to watch. So that's my game. That's my pick. That would that would be a fun game to talk about too. I like it. That'd yeah. be great. So and then we'll do we'll we'll figure out something else for the votes. Yeah, uh, hit some hit some mentions. I'm sure it. we'll just yeah, use hit us what up. They, I'm sure we'll use what you guys want to do anyway. Go to yeah, we're gonna <laughs> all games no. in the 21st we'll century. By the way, we'll 2000, do a real vote. 2000 after well, right for the for these it doesn't have to be okay. All right, I think it has to be on YouTube though. Go yeah. to the go to the NCAA March Madness. It has to it has to be a tournament game. Mm-hmm. It has to be a tournament game, right? Like, we're not doing, like, I don't know. We're not going to do, like, Kansas-Oklahoma, the Buddy Heald game. Even though it was a great game, like, we got to do tournament games. Yeah, right? it should be tournament games. It should games. be a tournament game. Yeah. So you can just go to – We need some stakes. Go to the uh, uh, the NCAA March Madness YouTube channel. They have all these games on the channel. Oh, that's great. You can watch the full games. So I think it just has to be one of those so everybody can watch it and before, and um, and then we'll talk about it. But, yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll do a Twitter vote, and we'll leave it to the people. Uh, but, yeah, at One Shining Pod, get in the mentions – 
we'll figure out the nominees through that. Uh, but keep an eye on that. We'll do that in August at some point. We'll we'll have a more set schedule um, with all of that. But anyway, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. We landed on the moon. Sports.